Good evening and welcome to the Laughing Monkey Music. Today we have I'm Neil Zaza. How are you, man? Man, it's good to be back, brother. How you doing? It's good. It's good. good. Neil, if you don't know him, he's actually a park ranger. Oh, all right. No, it's not really. He's a top player. I was going to do something really elaborate and give you a hard time, but, but I'm not going to do that to you tonight. Um, we got a lot if to talk I was about. a park ranger, that would mean I would have a real job. So that cannot even be possible. It's just not. so we play that down. So I would get lost if I was a park ranger because I like I calculated the woods, but then I get like the mosquitoes. I'd have to. I'd be complaining about it. I'd be in the office complaining with like bug spray. I'd have Lyme disease. It'd be a, it'd be the worst job ever for me. As I, work, as I work through it live here in the air, yeah, it's a bad bad thing. Bad thing. In concept, it sounds great. In execution, would not. But like, so. it sounds good for you, like a, a really. It's like stoner that likes being outside in the woods all day long. It doesn't care about things like fresh water, like running water, rather. Exactly. Oh. But you get the you do get the fresh air, but that's that's the risk you take. So it is, and that's if it's worth it for me. <laughs> you got a lot going on. You got a new album. I do. You, I you, do. Finally, it finally it's, it's yeah. slamming. I've been listening to it a lot. So I want to. You know, you that. I think are probably aside from the band. Mm-hmm. I think you're the only one, maybe another one or two inner circle that have heard the whole record. No really? one's heard the whole record. Oh my God. So yeah, I am true. Holy touch. Thanks. I've been listening to it a lot. <laughs> I, um, and when I message you the links, like I literally, so this is a good story. I'll share it. Never had a lot of iPhone problems and it was up their phones burning or whatever. And so I had to, I had the music, I had it loaded on there and I usually back stuff up or whatever. I don't know. I couldn't find where I had the, the files downloaded. I had it on my phone because I've been listening to it all the time. And um, it's awesome cruising music too. So I plugged in my phone. It's been hot, hot lately. Also, I plugged in the couch. I left the other room. I came back. I could smell burning. I go over my entire phone. It was so hot. You couldn't even touch it. It was like almost burnt up. And then it just went black and it was off for like hours. And like it really out. literally burned up. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was so hot to touch. And then, um, then I came back. I left for a while. I came back. I was like, I don't even care. I just went to the beach. It was cold out just to see the beach. I just needed a break from the world. And I was like, without the phone, it was kind of nice. felt old fashioned, you know, <laughs> um, but then it turned on and I was like, what the heck? So I went down to Verizon and I told him what happened. And um, he's like, all right, let's look, let's look at the plan here. I was ready to buy a new phone because I felt right. I, I don't get coverage. He's like, oh, you got no coverage. The Apple warranty's out. All right, we'll give you another phone. So they gave me a brand new refurbished phone. And refurbished means they just kind. the iPhone, exact same thing. So I literally went home. I had everything backed up, except for I couldn't find the file where these songs were. And that was a big thing for me because this is the album I've been listening to. And then for you, I'm like, I wanted to make notes because... I listened to it, but then I couldn't think of what point in the songs I was talking about. Even well, and, and instrumental tunes are, are difficult too because there's no lyrics, obviously, because it's right. instrumental. But some of these so like it's not like oh that song uh, I don't know it's um, you know there's no point of reference, so it's it's difficult if you don't have a title. It you is know. your most rock straight ahead rockish album, big arena rock. It's it's good. It's really good. It really holds. <laughs> it holds. I mean, it's really really good. And um, so let's talk about it. So the name, where does where the name come from? So uh, let, let me go back just a second. Yeah, no, please. As far as direction of the record. So, um, you know, when I started out as most instrumental guys, you know, like, I want to, I want to be like Ingve or Paul Gilbert or you know, who, who, all the shredders. Right. Mm-hmm. And now, every record from you know the first few like like demo records i did because it doesn't really sound like me anymore i want to go simpler and simpler and simpler and more song oriented and more so you know i I thought peach was 
the epitome of maybe how simple I could get with the songwriting, you know, with mm-hmm. Bari. Uh, 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 uh. But I just kept going. I just kept going more, more song, more song, more song. I mean, there is some chop in there. there there's a little bit of. Well, there's a lot of ref- there's a lot of refugees because like the first time I heard a lot of big things, but each time you listen to it, you pick it apart. I mean, no, it's not Ingve. I, mean, I can't listen to Ingve albums. Like, you get in the mood, you can listen to it, but it's just a b- bazillion arpeggios over and over again. You, you kind of need a song to really listen to after a while. You know what I mean? But and that's the point is it's all about it's all about the song, and I know it's like you know my tagline on my uh, socials, but like. And there has to be a good song. And, and when I'm writing a recording now, I, I want to feel like, yeah, this feels good live. Like it, it sounds like, like people can interact with it and, mm-hmm. and you don't have to be some upper crust, um, uh, you know, guitar player to, to get into it. You know, I like, like everyone can listen to it. And it's, it was really a lot of the tunes are, are throwbacks to things that like I, grew up listening to so like i don't hide my love of neil sean of journey and journey and, and, that, and that, that top influence right so you know uh journey sticks the babies that was a big band for me like all that like why can't my music have that essence in it just not have the singer so that really was the the thrust behind the songs themselves and i really appreciate you saying that well, it feels like it's your most accessible, accessible for like outside. You mean you know we talked about this before. Your audience is like about you know ninety percent men like this, and, and two girls in the back like getting cornered, you know. But this is <laughs> this is much <laughs> much more of a, of a accessible album, I think, because it has more of the the, the bigger like the, the music we grew up on, the melodies. You, the you want that? You want that anthemic chorus or like yeah? It's the, the record numbers, yeah. Yeah, you want you you want to you want to hook in it. In fact, the 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 initial working title and all on my sessions, the folders still have the it was going to be yeah. called Anthem Machine because I just you know I, I want someone you're playing to like you're like yeah hell yeah you know. Um, Does even your guitar think, sounds are are honoring back then too? I'm sorry. So you, you some of your guitar sounds and your tones are very oh, reminiscent too. You really hold true. Thank you. Yeah, it's, um, you know, you just try to fit in for the song. And um, but so to answer your question, I know I diverted. So um, I, I watched a, there, there's a Dutch artist, not that I'm a big art aficionado or anything like that. But I watched a, a documentary on Vermeer. He's an artist, a Dutch artist from 1600s. And they were going through his life and, and his work. And it was just really interesting to me because um, a lot of elements of what they were saying, it really resonated with me. Like he worked in a, uh, they think, they don't really know, but they think he worked in a single room, a small room, did all his work there because all his paintings are based on one room. So I'm like, here's my room. I work in a small room, right? Yep. Um, he's not, he was not really a big artist, big known, big rock star artist of his time. He just, he did his thing in his room. Okay, that's me cool and then um they had that um he uh they they don't know exactly how he did what he did with the uh, some of his paintings are real vivid but there's he he did some stuff with techniques and light and everything and they don't know how he did it because they think he used uh 
external devices like a mirror or like a it's called a camera obscura or and I thought it's interesting because being recording on the computer I get all these different sounds but you don't know if it's me or a keyboard player or you don't know maybe I maybe I cut the the piano to St. Valentine one measure at a time I did um you don't really know but it's that tomfoolery behind the scenes that um work so I, it just it resonated with me I'm you like, did that huh hold on a second I, I, I bet your compliments for you gotta cross that one off <laughs> <laughs> no, no. yeah um all the piano uh neil measure by measure okay cross that off but but Full anyway so I, okay, yeah. it just felt like it, it just felt like i was hearing about me you know and he was just he worked and he he just had some output. So anyway, I like the name. It, it it just it all worked out really really well. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's called Vermeer. What about the album? The the photo on it you chose. The photo with the the coffee. No. Or the, or the, the album. The album. The album itself. Yeah. Um, I, I guess you know I have to say this this album I really took control of every element like. I basically played everything. We had a few really great guests, the, the, the Buddha and my buddy Todd Rogers, George Sipples and keyboards, you know, Todd Zuckerman played, but I basically did everything on the album myself. And then it, it, then it went even to the cover. Like, so by the time I tell someone what I want and then they try to talk me out of it and then we go back and forth on revisions, I'll just do it myself. Yes. You know, so I just got on the iPad and uh, did the um, the uh, these Pantone color squares because it's representative of like art. But if you get so close to the art, you can't you can't see what the picture is. It's all pixelated. So as you step back, then you see the whole picture. So it has a little bit of an art reference into it. So um, plus, it's really it's a bright cover. So like when you're it's it's in your iTunes or on your phone, it it, it pops. So it's good. I like it. I'm just a control freak at this point. No, I, I, I just, to begin with. Let, I mean, it's yours. And then people are going to question you. And there's some bands that have some horrible album covers, you know, and they're like, this is the worst. I'm like, well, why'd you do it? Well, somebody said it was a good idea, but aren't you the artist? Don't you want to have your own idea? It's going to suck. It, it's yours. You, you bring up a great point because like normally when, when someone will do a concept, unless I'm blown away, now I'm thinking of their feelings. Like, well, I don't really like, well, I guess it could work. I don't know. And so I, my new philosophy, and, and I mean this in a modest way, no one knows Hard anything. philosophy. This COVID is just, I don't even know who you are anymore. I don't know. Who, who am I? Who are you? But, you know, no one really knows anything, but everyone purports to know something, right? So my thought is, they say, well, you should do this or you should do it, but they don't know. No. So either I trust my own instinct and I'm wrong and it's okay. Or I abandon what I think. Okay, let's go. You, you know, better than I do, which rarely they do. And this isn't about me. It's just about in general. And so it's just better to follow our own instincts and let's just do what we want to do. If we fail and it flames out miserably, fuck it, you know, but at least I didn't, I didn't hand it over to someone and so, okay, well, I, I, if I would have only done it my way, it would have been better, you know? So it's just, plus I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not patient anymore. I get impatient. No, but it's hard. I mean, there's been some, some of the best albums have the worst album covers, so it doesn't really matter. I mean, 
I think when you can have art combined in it, it makes it much more fun or some affiliation. I mean, like, here's a good example. When Skid Row came out heavier with Slave to the Grind and then Sebastian Bach's father did that painting for the album cover. And it's a giant full painting somewhere. Right. Okay, that's a good tie-in. I get that. That, that works. If you can do something like that, but unless you have some executive, I mean, coming and saying, you know, or some art team that doesn't know you, that wants to hit the guitar genre, what's going on in COVID days, like they're 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 marketing art. You know, it's like I should put that word together, marketing art, arting, arting. Anyway. Right. But you just not your vision. That's not who you are. You're not trying to fit a niche. You're trying to create. Well, and, and again, no one knows. Like, so you take Pink Floyd Dark Side of the Moon. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, we, that's such an iconic cover, right? I mean, it's you know, but I'm sure at the time there was people like, oh, I kind of simple it's all black with a prism or you know like what is uh is it houses of the holy by zeppelin well it's out these nymphs climbing climbing a mountain of rock and we'll be kind of yeah. like no matter what you're going to do someone's going to hate it so just do what you want and what does it matter you know so um so that's really like it's it's just I just got to follow my own thing now. It's, I'm not saying I'm right. I'm not saying my decisions. No, well, well, if you're going to do okay. it, the first thing you do is talk about it, it pops in iTunes. And that's one of the biggest things. They'll, they'll turn away your artwork if you don't do stuff. They are, you know, particularly, you know that. Um, I, and I, I started this artwork thing on, um, I guess I started though a, a few records ago. So uh, I didn't do the packaging, but the album cover for 212 was, um, iPhone at a, at a county fair. Then I did the, the album cover for One Dark Night. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess, you know, over the past ye- few years, I've Clyde the Cat. And now that I think of, wow, Introspection <laughs> by Sean and Neil. Right. Clyde the Cat was, was an iPhone. I, I uh, clicked uh, Clyde and then I saturated it and all that and posterized it and stuff. Yeah. So I guess the album artwork I've always liked, you know, so. It's yeah. good. I mean, let's face it, there's some album work that some of the best bands have done that are just, you know, awful. <laughs> right. Like, I, it, I, we don't want to say who some of them I'll say it. I'll say, I'll say one. And it's one of my favorite bands of all time, Scorpions. Which cover? Oh, like Virgin Killers? I, I can't. But because it's censored out. because it's censored because it's censored on one side of it. It's all, uh, it goes up there with the, the the Blind Faith album cover too. Is it Blind Faith with the, the pre yeah. um, young girl with the like who's thinking of these covers? Well, Virgin Kill is like that too. It's like what are we thinking? I mean, we, this isn't. I don't even know. No, but I mean, even like if you if you think of the Stones, is the Sticky Fingers with the zipper yep. on it? Like now, that's a genius. That is. That's a great cover. I mean. Who thinks of that kind of stuff? So, you know, but uh, ultimately it's about the music and it is what it is, but it's, you know, I'm just, it's so strange. I have to tell you um, to be working on it throughout, you know, everyone has a pandemic record, but throughout all that, and you're in your cocoon in my room right here, and you're working, you're listening and fine tuning and hating it. And all of a sudden now it's out and people are actually saying the titles of the of the the songs it's like it still freaks me out like it's it's not my personal thing anymore it's like it's out to the world you know so it could be a weird thing to kind of have it and then give it up i mean like i said i thank you for letting me hear it early and and i've appreciated like i i couldn't wait to get i was you sent it to me 
I was probably was in my car leave within 15 minutes. I had download. I was driving, listen to Big Rock, or Prelude, and then Big Rock. Windows down. It's a jamming song. It's that's perfect. You know, I think we should talk. Let's take a minute and talk about these. But I do want to end and talk about some of this video and, and media work you're doing, so people are directed and aware of what you're doing. And over time, I'll keep. I'll keep. We'll, over time, we'll do more stuff, and I'll point more people your direction too. And we'll touch that. Yeah. But um, use our time well. So let's talk. So you got your uh, Switch to Prelude, which is kind of an instrumental or <laughs> instrumental, it's all instrumental. It's, it's more of a small mini mini piece. <laughs> instrumental. It's like Where a Prelude. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, but I always want to say it's instrumental because usually there's other stuff. Um, but it builds. And then Big Rock. Big Rock is, was one of your first singles, right? Was it your first single? One of them. It, it was the first single, the lead off single. Out, or I put out. Yeah. Um, and uh, again, I, I wanted something that like, like felt like, like uplifting, like a, a simple riff that like when we're in concert, it can, you mm -hmm. know, like get that arm up or you get, I call it the chicken neck, you know, da, 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 you know, the neck is going. And I just wanted something simple that, that the chorus really popped and it, it just lifted up. You know, I wanted something, I want to be happy. You know, it is happy. And there's a lot of really great, like you say, simplish riffs, but they're not simple to play. And you have a lot of bazillion little licks here and there in there that are very intricate. So you're, you. I think you're underselling how, how, you know, the finesse and all the pieces in this machinery. I mean, it's, it's just a lot of just riffs that are just crazy between the big chunky ones, but you're still shredding. I don't, I don't, I don't see you slowing down. I mean, it's, and some of it feels even more clear and succinct with these big rock songs behind it. Cause it almost feels like it's making them pop more because well, of the, you, reminds you that. Up a really good point sean is so like as the guitar player you want to just go balls out all the time right it's just it, genetically right. it's where we're, we're programmed but for me um like big rock was was strange because like the verse is the, uh the intro then it goes into the verse verse one mm -hmm. and two it's just the chords it's just the main da 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 right. da, da so as a guitar player I kept experimenting with, well, I can do, da, 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 you know, all this wiggly diddly. But then as the, as a composer or arranger producer, I was like, just keep it simple, you know, keep it like, like think about like you're on stage rocking, you're playing and, you know, and then when the chorus comes in now the guitar player enters, right. And now right. it's lifted. So just letting the verses go that was just like rhythm guitar. It, it was a, it was a progression for me for sure. Well, so it's gotta be interesting. I'm gonna say, um, I don't really thought about it, but as a guitar player and just an instrumentalist, like if you're in a band, you got everybody looking at different people. Oh, it's guitar solo, or the guitar fans are staring at the guitar guy, or the lead vocals, or whatever. You're kind of like everything. So, like, people are just staring at you playing guitar for like an hour, hour and a half, or whatever your show is. I, that's, kind I of hate a, it. that's kind of an interesting <laughs> concept because not having everybody just stare at you play guitar and what your fingers are doing. Feels like it could be almost distracting if you think about it for a split second. Whereas not everyone yeah, has that. You know what I mean? It, it, it's strange because like I am the lead singer, right? It, sure. it, they go, well, what, you have a lead singer. Yeah, it's, it's right here. It's the guitar. Um, it's it's interesting though. I'll say this because uh, I have some dates coming up. I I'll, I'll make the point here is <laughs> because I'll wander. Um, I, I want the songs accessible, right? Because every time I go on a tour, I get with these like crazy 
prog bands, these gent bands, these, you know, like that. It's just, it, to me, it's a whole nother style of playing now. And it's a, it's a very busy style. And like, I, I, I want to focus on what they don't, if that makes sense. Like I'm going to focus on a, a simple song, a simple melody, um, and, and let, let them do that thing but I'll do this thing, you know? So I always think of the differentiation between, you know, like a lot of times when we tour, we, you know, we played some incredible guys or like I did, I did a tour with uh, Andy James or uh, I did a tour with Michelangelo, Badio. And I remember my, my thought process was these guys are fucking incredible shredders. Like they're just amazing, amazing. I can't touch it. So I'll tell you what, I'm going to come over here I'm going to do my pretty songs. I'm going to do my thing. I'm going to do my melody. I'm going to, it's going to be a, it's going to be a, a bread and butter, a peanut butter and jelly, a yin and yang, a chocolate, Reese's peanut butter. And it always works out good because the styles are so different. I, and I really did think about that too, you know, writing the record. Like I, I want to stay true to, to who I am, which is this, this this pop sound i guess i think you your guitar say. i think you're like i said i think your guitar antics are, are quite well and you hold up with those guys you know, you're being modest but to the point is though i do think you do get like almost like a you hear the same thing for too much you don't hear it anymore like you know you go like a uh, um a festival right five of your, five of your favorite bands by the end you're like oh i could care less if i get this song like but like any other time <laughs> you'd be like i can't wait to hear this you get this like noise you just becomes like noise pollution at some point so if you're just hearing, you know, three hours of shredding of just strictly technical, it's like it could be too much. And, and conversely, if, if you listen to an hour or two of like mid-tempo blues, they could be the greatest blues player in the world, but you're like, I need a little something different. So you have to, you have to keep it fresh, but yeah, exactly. I'll just that one second. I have a little message here. Sorry. Kids are the worst. My <laughs> producer just gave me a breaking news. I'm gonna edit out. Sorry, my kid. I had the worst weekend. I was so looking forward to talking to you today. So this has been awesome. <laughs> Me too. Seriously, I was like, the moment was going on. I like, I literally just like, I flipped my phone over. There's so many tragedies. I'm like, I just want to have time. I told everybody I'm locked them out of there, kicked them out of the house. So, anyway, so I'll edit that part down. So anyway, so we hit someday today. A beat, another great rock song. You're following, you know. But they don't all sound the same, though. They really do sound totally different. And you get the feel of the 80s rock of the bands you mentioned, but it's still fresh because there's no song that like sounds like a certain song. You know what I mean? Right. I can't, I can hear a riff and go, oh, that reminds me of something, something. But I don't want to put anything out there because, you know, once you put something out there, everyone hears that. And and I I, I don't want to do that because everybody should hear something different. It's like reading a book. Everybody should see the different in their mind's eye and their mind's palace something different right. that's that's the gift of music um you know but some of the, one of the great things you did is so gumdrop fantasy is you know yeah. couple songs that are really sticking out like my favorites right now and that's one of them the piano and then the kind of the synthy effects the kind of feeling like a little alba nova you know nod or you know it just feels like it's really it's I really like ELO. ELO, thank you yep you know, Luzanne to do all of them throwing, but no, but seriously, it feels good. It's like I was not expecting that. I was like, oh, it's good. That's fun. I mean, that's what makes Thanks. it a fun yeah. album. I do. There's yeah. no, no apologies for doing stuff that 
people have been apologizing for since the shoegazing music came out. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. Is, you're not making that, it flocky. That one, so that one is, uh, that one's the special one on the record because when, when we recorded it, um, even Todd Zuckerman, he's like, this is the special one. Like, like th this is the one. Um, listen, I, I make no bones about, um, I'm the biggest ELO fan that was ever born. Like it, on my Spotify uh, <laughs> top 21, yeah. you know, and 21, uh, Elton John and ELO. Like I got myself no a ton, I actually have ELO record on vinyl. I got a bunch of ELO on vinyl more than anybody I, I know. So I, I'm hearing you. So I wanted to do something like in that songwriting style, that spacey kind of fantasy sort of sort of feel. And uh, um, I'm really, really, really proud of that tune. Uh, I, I got into um, over the past two, three years, I, I've been really into synthesizers like vintage synths and uh, behind you right now, there's like a whole stack of stuff. I just, I love the sound. It just sounds seventies and it sounds retro. Mm -hmm. And so I, I got a chance to use a lot of that on that song. Um, I'm really, really, really proud of that tune. So thank you for, for noticing that. And yes, it's supposed to sound like ELO because I fucking love that band. Well, I didn't so, want to say ELO. I gave it another name because I didn't want to give it out because I am a huge ELO fan too, but you know, but I'm glad. And the Beatles, you know, the, the Beatles too, like well, the chorus, the ELO, ELO is is the Space Beatles. Jeff Lynn even said, "If the Beatles stayed together, yeah, this is what they would have been." Totally, like, I agree with that. That's that fills, it fills the, the, the it fills the spot, the void. You know, I've always thought that they're like the another version of the Beatles. Or he, he is really. Um, That's great, though. Thanks for noticing that. I really appreciate I, that. I love it. Um, I, so I, I don't know which song it was, and I hate this because there's a part i was driving and i heard i heard a riff and you had a couple notes and you were playing them and you added a couple different notes in there that were similar but you're kind of playing with the scales a little bit and it was hitting two or three different notes and it reminded me of it had such emotion it reminded me of like happy sad i'm gonna have to look it up and when i hear it again i'll tell you because i couldn't find it um it reminded me of you know twin peaks you know the soundtrack that really yeah, emotional. Yeah, yeah. There's a couple notes in one in one of these songs. I don't know if it's Gumdrop or if it's like St. Valentine. One of these, one of your solo songs, where it hits a couple notes and it reminds me of that same really powerful, strong emotion, but happy, but sad, like melancholy. Um, and it was brilliant. And it's just a few notes you stuck in there. And it was just- Well, you have to tell me what it is. I will. It's, it's like, it's one of my I favorite can play ones. It more. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fantastic. Um, so let's just keep up, up and through it. Juno, this one- is probably your your Neil shown um, journey one, right? No, there, there's no there's no question. Um, if you do a video, this has been a cliff with a helicopter over you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, you know, I, I wanted I wanted something uplifting. I wanted I wanted a good little like chordal riff, not a not a riffy riff, but I wanted yeah. something like like across the record, WWNSD. What would Neil Sean do? You know, so that, that was always my mantra. I, I like I, I should have posted. What would Neil Sean do? So, yeah, man, I, uh, I I think that'll be a fun one to play once we get it together. I that'll be a good one for sure. Well, this is one of the things that's fun with this album is is it is COVID's bad and everyone gets bummed out or depression and we all battle our things. This is a happy album. Even the ballads 
are happy songs. I mean, there's emotion to them, but you don't feel like, oh my God, you're bumming me out. You know what I mean? Like, you're oh, killing me. Right. Killing me. Oh, it's time to listen. I want to listen to those album. Oh, do we have any more clinics? I can't listen to the album because it's going to really bum me out. No, it's, you got to feel good about it, you know, and that's kind of a good time for it. Maybe that's why I've been listening to it so much. Um, but, but, you know, that, that's sort of the point, which is like, uh, I, I love, sounds so crazy in the, the genre I play. We have not yet really talked about, and I don't want to talk about, oh yeah, you did, you did some fast arpeggio there, or you were playing 30 second notes over 15, 16, or you were like, we're talking about music, we're talking about emotions, we're talking about right. how it makes us feel. And, and see, right there, that makes me happy because that's the goal is it's not about, the, the, the guitar should disappear except when you, you, you want it to be. Right. You know, and to that point, I mean, there are some interesting things you do. And I'll say this as a, as a guitar geek. I, we were probably, this is really great. The, the uh, dichotomy of this is the two of the best here. You're like one of the best guitar players and I'm one of the best, worst guitar players. So we have two players <laughs> <laughs> here. I'm the best at being the worst at it, but nobody can appreciate more the layering and the building of a song, the way you kind of build it and, and to walk away and be like, it sounds simple. It sounds good. And that's, that's really great, but you're layering certain things on it. That the listener's not worrying about, but to make it sound that way, you are doing some of those crazy, you know, timing, time signature things. But you don't make it an edit where it's got to in service of the song, right? In in service of the song, right? It doesn't stand out where you wouldn't know. Like I, I'll tear it apart and listen to it a billion times. You know what I mean? Because I'm a dork. But like when you listen to it, you will not know it if you just listen to the song, you know. But you do some great guitar stuff on it. That's pretty smart. Thank you. Thank you. I, I'll say this, uh, I won't name the band, but I saw a band a while ago and drummer's like, okay, we're going to do a tune. You're going to feel, it's going to feel like a, there's a bump after a while. That's because we're doing a measure of 15, 16 and da, da, da. And like, I just thought to myself, man, you're a badass. First of all, man, you're a badass. But I was like, that is the fucking worst thing. Like, that's like looking at a, a like a, um, the Mona Lisa, and you're analyzing the. Oh, the pro, you froze for a second. Hold on. Strokes, right? Oh, you're like, oh, and yeah. like yep. are you there? Yeah, you froze. Oh, for right. Okay. You're, you're looking at the Mona Lisa, and you're analyzing the brush strokes. So you're yeah. like, well, he mixed that pigment with with oil and cow hair, and like, like what? Like, who cares the construction of it? The, the listener doesn't. It's like the Wizard of Oz. You want to see the wizard. You don't want to know what's behind the curtain. So what does it matter? Hearing that a little bit, but I don't want to hear the things that make it stand out. Like that would make the song stand out. Or like saying at this part, his swipe on painting it was a mistake. Like, don't make me, don't point it out to me. I don't mind like how it was built, but you know, the interest to me, like whatever, but pointing out stuff to me, because then that's all you're thinking of. Everyone's thinking anything of that time signature. Or they're not getting it, or they're irritated. Right. Okay. There it is. There it is. And now it's not even about the music. Now, now it's it's all the focus is on the guy behind the curtain. Yep. Uh, and and the, the magician has given away his trick versus you know uh, like looking at the uh, Wizard of Oz. I, I'm really drawing a horrible analogy, but you understand what I'm saying. Well, it's also a fun bonus as a musician yeah. or, or a fan to, to hear that and be like afterwards, oh my God, in the song, like when you're geeking on the way back in the car to talk about, did you hear what he did that in the drum thing? Or you, you, know, is it, you know what I mean? It's fun, fun, it's like an Easter egg to find that kind of thing. 
and not so much have pointed out to you. But, it, but it's, you know, you know like, um, it, I guess it's just what people want to get out of, you know, the art, right? So for me, I, I don't want to look behind the curtain. I don't want to look at the brush strokes. I, I want to, I want to see the art and just be in awe of it. I don't want to know the construction of it because if the art is good, I feel it. I don't need to know how it was done. I don't want to know, but you know, uh, uh, like a lot of the music with the, the kids these days, right. It's, I mean, it is just balls out technical, all these, like it's incomprehensible to an old guy like me. Right. Because it's like, th this is just crazy stuff. Um, but now it's, it's not something that I want to listen to and I don't get any emotional, you know, it's almost like you're eating your vegetables you're, you're not enjoying the meal. You're, you're right. looking at how it's plated or something. So you understand what I'm saying. It's like taking a picture I, I of it just eating it, you know, you want to be taking, you just want to be eating and not taking a picture of it. And, you know, and, and this, but this album does that. I think it's, you know, um, and perfectly planned. I'm sure you were happy that the same Valentine was able to be put out Valentine's. I mean, were you, were you sweating out saying this album's gotta be out in time. So I get the single out because, uh, that was the perfect window. Once a year, that one day. The uh, the label that is is putting it out in the United States. Like, well, we should probably do three lead up singles to you know build the excitement or whatever. And it's cool. I, listen, I would just release the thing, but um, I was like, well, February fourteenth, we got the second single. It's got to be Saint Valentine. Yeah. And uh, I, I have to tell you, there's a few. I'm getting ready to do some dates this week in Texas and I'm playing a lot of the new tunes. St. Valentine will be one that um, I'll play that every show. Like it, it just, it resonates with me. Uh, it, it was written on Valentine's day uh, for my woman in the, in sitting in my chair there. I felt bad because I had been working. I kind of, I kind of ignored Valentine's day, like a typical guy, you know, it's, I felt bad. She felt bad. I was like, well, and I started, and I just sat down. I got on the piano. Like, I have a, I have a song for you. Listen, this is the gift. You know? So anyway. But ironically, you're writing a song. You still weren't with her. So there's a terrible irony with that. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> it is. I actually, if I, if I would have done it, I would have actually picked um, probably Popalicious would have been your lead off song. And I would have held off Big Rock for more of a summertime song. Now, a long way, that is so interesting. my thought. Sean, no, first of all, no one at this point, at this point, again, only people that have heard the record are under one handful of inner circle and some of the band. And I say some, not, some not, not even have heard at all. And I've always wondered about Popalicious because it's so Different. bizarre for me. So what do you think? Give, give it to me honestly. Well, that's my whole point is I think when you do it, when you do a release, it's always been to me. You always want to do the strong song. You want to do the, like, something could get everybody's ears and sometimes more accessible, but, but this whole album's accessible. So that's not even a part of the conversation. This isn't like out there, like Thingfish, like a Zappa, you know what I mean? I love Zappa, but Thingfish is like, is, would be the weirdest thing ever. This is a good song. It's got a lot of different parts to it. I think it would lend to being open for more ears that maybe you wouldn't normally hear that may give you more chances to listen to this album to begin with. And since the album's already accessible, it'd be easier to keep them listening to the album. Do you think like a gateway drug, your gateway drug song? 
do you think that it's too and see this oh, sounds like you froze for a minute it's crazy your, your picture looks great but you keep it's, freezing it, hold on it's yeah you're still frozen man that's weird no you're still yeah, I can I can hear you. You're just frozen. Oh, hello. hello, hello, Popalicious. That's my uh, cat, by the way. There you go. Okay, we're back now. There you go. Totally frozen. There it is. So now you're frozen again. Hello. Yeah. Hi. Can you see me now? Okay, we're back. Okay. Yeah. So I just thought it was it was it was a step too far for a lot of guitar players, but maybe. I read that song wrong. I mean, I love that song, but I keep thinking uh, that like urban intro with the, the Snoop Dogg, um, you know, drums and the, uh, the bass, the synth bass. Like, I don't know. I, you know, I second guess if people will like it. I love it. So well, here's the thing. You did it authentically. So you weren't trying to do anything different. So it's a totally honest song with a lot of honest, fun parts which could open a lot of ears. So it's inherently a natural organic thing. I hate that word organic. We're going to all these now. It's, you know, it's just used. It's real. So it's not like this preconceived label. You need to reach out to this audience, you know, demographic. No, it's just, yeah. I, I, I just like, this is a song. This is how the song came out. Yeah. And, you know, I always think that the first song on albums got to either be representative of the album, which I think that does. Cause it's a lot of different, you know, uh, points on it. I'm looking at the song list here. Um, and I think it's strong, you know, and usually you want to do like another good ballad or two and a ballad on a rock song. And then maybe the ballads usually like the third or fourth, but you couldn't give up Valentine. St. Valentine was just too much of a, a given. So let me ask this, giving it away. Um, the third single before the album's released will be Gumdrop. That, and I know it's, I know we went ballad to mid. Would you do... Someday today or Popalicious for the fourth thing? Popalicious. Popalicious. Interesting. Because I think Someday Today is good, but it's similar in the upbeat rock vein. And I like the idea of you, you, you doing different, showing off your different, you know, muscles. On the All right. I, you, you may have changed something here. I, I you know. Gumdrop is in the pipe already, but uh, um, the well, fourth one. Well, Gumdrop is a great choice. I mean, I think that's, a, that's another good one. I mean, I mean, they're all good, but I mean, I just think some of these are just so different that stand out so differently. You know, okay. songs we're talking about are cool. like the ones that stand out are my favorites, you know. Um, and we'll talk about the second, but like, so, so like United We Stand, that's the totally feel good anthem. Could even do like USA, whatever. Maybe a soccer song, actually. You can get some kind of soccer endorsement and you can make some good change. Um, but it's good. It's got that great rock feeling you want. A lot good, some good. That training. was supposed to be, that was supposed to be, um, it, it was it placed differently on the album until the very, 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 very end. It was supposed to go prelude. And then that was supposed to, to rise up into oh, United. No, but uh, it's better back. It's back better forward. where it is now. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm a big fan of how to like put songs together and some things just stand out more. I didn't even think about it with this one. It just feels good. It just feels like it fits. Thanks, um, man. It's good. 
maybe your United you stand, you can do the next uh, halftime and you can snoop, you guys do your snoop thing together and you guys can go to Popalicious and then go back into, you know, <laughs> something else. <laughs> um, Blossoms, that's a really great song too. That kind of sneaks up. It's like I have a sleeper. Um, what was the, the thought behind that one? Um, so in Cleveland, uh, we had a, like a rock legend. His name was Michael Stanley. I don't know if he, uh, you might've heard, uh, there was Michael Stanley, Michael Stanley band. And uh, he, he was, he sold out four nights at uh, Blossom Music Center. Um, so, you know, like 80,000 people over four days. And like, he was just, he is, was like the rock God, uh, Cleveland's favorite son, amazing guy. He died uh, last year. So when he died, I was doodling around on the, on the keys again and guitar and, and I was just writing this tune and I just kept thinking of when I was a kid going to see Michael Stanley at Blossom Music Center, you know, and so, you know, for, for Clevelanders, you know, you hear Blossom, you think Blossom Music Center, but everyone else just thinks it's a flower or something. But so that's uh, not really a tribute to Michael, but he was in my mind as I was writing it. So I just it's like my own personal private that that's a, that, well no but that's a way better story than being like tj friday's the awesome blossom or, or blossom the tv show that's a way better motivation <laughs> a right. it, it really it really means something right. it's a beautiful name yeah. so and i kept i kept a lot of the demo guitar um on, on the verse I, I, there's a phaser in there that i don't know if i would have kept normally but I just, it, it had the right vibe and I just, I just kept it. So, uh, but it, yeah, that one is my Michael Stanley tribute. I, and I haven't told anyone that story yet. So that's the first it's released to the universe right awesome. here. So Awesome. Thank you. I like, you know, I think with, with this, I hope this is the beginning of you even doing more, keep reaching out like this really just, you know, the more you're relaxing, the more you're getting comfortable. Yeah. In your songwriting. I, and, I, love it. I think you should stretch out and just keep doing it like this. I don't think, doesn't be a rock record, but I'm saying you should really just feel like you're not in any, you should be locked down to any sound. I like the fact you've done different stuff, you know? Thank and, you. Thank and that's, it was, that's what makes it probably more fun to me. And that's why I said Popalicious is just like, it's, it's ridiculously awesome. You know, it's got a lot of different stuff. And listen, I just wanted an excuse to put my cat in a song. So I don't know, I don't know if you caught, but like the intro where it's like, da, 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 da. you hear the purr, purr. Yeah. you know like it, it, you know like I, I started my studio desk over there and she always sleeps on my interface because it's hot and I'm like what am I going to call this tune like I, th this song has been written for a few years I, I called it D song because it's in D right I yeah. had no, and I'm like what am I gonna, I'm like hey, hey Popalicious come uh, Popalicious you know so I can't believe it took it along that's the first thing I would do. I'm like I have to write a name and I named my cat that. It's great. I named my car that. It's a fun yeah. name. I'm naming everything that. The fact you waited so long, it's great. But I, uh, but I followed her around with my my eye and my phone, and like she she won't meow. Of course, she's a cat, right? When when you want her to, so like I had to like sneak up on her, you know. So the, the hardest part of that song was getting her to meow correctly to, to record it. So in, in key, no, no, Peter's going to be you. So. Um. <laughs> animal cruelty uh chasing the cat around so oh you froze again once we met no way not with this guy and, and we're back all right okay 
So, um, she, Sheila. Do you That's know? Really different. No. So um, there was, that's my one cover on the record. Um, there was a band in the early 80s called The Producers. And um, they, they had a, their, their big hit was called She Sheila. And it's like, um, I, I would equate them in a positive way, like to the Knack, which that they were like. Familiar to me. The producer sounds familiar and it does sound familiar. Like I, don't, I, got, yeah. I can't hear the song, but I do know the producers. Yeah. So if you YouTube like the or Spotify or whatever the original uh, uh, She Sheila by the producers, it's like just the most greatest power pop tune ever. And I remember as a kid uh, sneaking into bars to see bands, and like the a band in town would do She Sheila. I was like, oh man, that is the greatest fucking song ever. So I always, I always said, man, I gotta redo that tune. I, I've through the years, I gotta redo She Sheila, She Sheila. And so finally, this was the one. But no one knows it's a cover because even that's like thing, Todd's, yeah. he, I'm like, here's the original if you want to hear it. Oh, I didn't know this song. So I don't know. It's it's interesting. We I all actually know, know a lot one. too. And I usually catch it. I didn't look, you know, not having anything in front of me, but you know, the producers. And I do think it almost feels like a long time ago somebody said, Oh, you don't know this band? Like, and they showed me that and I probably heard a song and I forgot it. But somebody says, You don't know the producers? I remember that part because I didn't know them. Right. And they played a song. I'm like, oh yeah, I think I knew that song. I, I, I mean, you may recognize it once you hear it, but yeah, you might yeah, do a deep I, I dive. I totally forgot about it. It was like such a, uh, a piece. Um, Space Within, another great one. Thanks. I wanted to end on, um, I, I like ending on a slow. Um, like outro? Kind of yeah, like, it, was, it was a pensive uh, note. And uh, again, I... Uh, I have a few synthesizers that get just these great pad spaces. So to me, like that song, it sounds like, like you're literally just like floating in space and it's real loose and it's, uh, it, it's, it's melancholy and eerie, but um, I, I, I envision what would be like falling through space or whatever. And that's what that's about. So, um, you know, the, the space within um, is, you know, the, the space within ourselves and that that is the creative side and of course i ended with the vocoder and i put the, the vocoder that's right all through the record that. because jeff lynn would do it and if jeff lynn would have did it i want to do it <laughs> vocoder you say so you have one yeah have I, one? I i i would have put it on more songs but what I, I did i put it on prelude popalicious gumdrop and uh space with it so I, I i beat it up enough so it's I thought okay. I, okay i thought i heard it and i love that because there's a point in my life where i was going to buy one and i'm like i can't justify it. i just want to because it, it sounds awesome but there's really nothing i could really use it for not in my not practically for me I, i'm not recording albums you know i mean i would just want right. to do it because it sounds awesome <laughs> it's 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 the best like and it's addictive and you're like i'm staring at mine right up there and everything sounds killer everything sounds killer you know but again you know Jeff puts it in uh, Mr. Blue Sky and history has changed, right? So one of the best songs ever. Ever. So, so you actually uh, had some bonus tracks. What are you going to do with those? Can we talk about those? So or no? the are those, are those Japanese won't... imports in the world of in the internet now? <laughs> oh, God. So uh, streaming won't get any of them. Uh, the CD will get Polly. Mm hmm. 
and the album we're gonna do vinyl ultimately uh, in round two yes we'll get melodique so yeah great name great very both of those are both very different too from each other yeah polly is um polly's been around polly was written for uh, the 212 album and and I, I just never got it right and then i i think i tried to try to look at it again for clyde and it, and then i think even for peach i looked at it and i and like I, I kept always coming back like there's something in this i really like but i could never it, it always was out of my grasp just a little bit like i couldn't get so I think I got it as, as good as it could be. And I, I had a, it, it's, it's bonus track material. And then Melody, um, again, I'm a guitar player. I, I, I don't play piano, but I can write on piano and I can record piano. So like, if you asked me to play something, I couldn't really, I, I, I can mess around, but like to write and I have some time and I'm relaxed and like record. Da, 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 stop <laughs> record like i could i could i can record piano piano well, it, music theory and you have a, you know how to write a good song composition so you know it lends right that skill. yeah if i had the time and no one's staring over my shoulder and i can go in and tweak my mistakes and um i, I get exactly what i want so you know so that was me playing yeah. everything and there's a lot of you know piano or synth on this thing it's you know it's really beautiful, you know. It doesn't sound Thanks. like it's being pieced together or whatever. It's feels very, you know, full on. That's very. Hey, what would Jeff Lynne do? What would Jeff Lynne? Do? <laughs> I don't know what he would do. It was. It's really good. It's really good. Um, so you're actually doing a little bit of touring now. Um, next week or two, yeah. you're warming up. You're showing a nice shiny piece of gear that you're prepping on Instagram. Yeah, I, uh, I'm just excited just to get out and play like you know like so we did obviously this last year we did uh dark night which was great and did a, a silent night but like i want to get out and play my tunes I, I like i got a new record and i like i'm dying to learn the songs i gotta learn the tunes and you play outside so of been, town so more than one people can see it <laughs> yeah i just like i just i want to play these new tunes i'm excited like I, it's listen i'm always excited to play i'm all right and i'm happy to play the tunes people want to hear but man i just want to play some new stuff it's it's gets me going so um that's what i'm doing right now i'm, I'm practicing learning all the tunes and i'm um i'm working on i, I got a new piece of gear uh, i'm trying a new rig this time out and I, i'm excited you know this is what musicians do musicians play and i'm i'm pumped so no matter what happens it's gonna be fantastic so um it's been great. It's been, it's been a great time, man. And like, thank you so much for always having me on and uh, taking time to listen to the record. Like you really listen to it. Like it, it means a lot to me. Probably and, like 50 uh, times. You're Probably dude. like 50 times. Just, you know, like literally <laughs> like somebody going to star Wars in the seventies. Yeah. Like 50 times. Except I didn't dress up like a stormtrooper. <laughs> you're a dude, man. Sorry. Virtual fist bump right, right there. Right, buddy. You have a good night. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. All right. We'll see you bye. back again. All right. Bye. Later. Again. Bye.